0: Friday. So last show I did, I was kind of ticked because we just got the uh, announcement that Tory was in support of road tolls on the Gardner and the DVP. And as it turns out, a poll by Forum Research, which was conducted on Thursday evening, found that the city was split. Forty six percent of voters approved road tolls, 45 percent disapproved and another nine percent did not know about uh, road uh, road tolls and where they sat on them yet. They wanted more information. But uh, a third of respondents said they would use the expressways less if there was a $2 toll implemented. I think they're lying. I don't think they commute on a daily basis. I think the 38% that said a toonie wouldn't change their driving behavior, probably more on the, uh, uh, you know, the bullseye, hitting the mark there. Because as, this, as I say, I was ticked about it, but I know it's not going to change my behavior. I'm still going to take the Gardner or the DVP well, if I need to. That's I probably,
1: I'll still use it if I'm using it to go uh, a longer distance. But I I am famous for jumping on and off the highway for one stop, for one interchange. So I, in in those instances, I'll plan a little bit uh, more time and hit the and arterial if not, roads. And not,
0: you'll give the toonie <laughs> to Mayor Tory. Here's what uh, John had to say about the, well, there's been a bit of um, a, a change as far as the Gardner price tag is concerned. Have a listen.
1: And now you are hearing, yes, about the Gardner project being uh, more expensive than was planned. But I would rather know that now and know what it is we're going to face to replace a highway that no one has talked, certainly on the west side, about getting rid of. It's going to be a part of our transportation infrastructure going forward for a long time to come.
0: Tory's saying another billion dollars added on to the price tag for fixing that uh, Gardner, correct? Yeah. All right. Well, Lots I'm- of money. Yeah, a lot of dineros there. Every time I drive under the gardener, that's where I start to get scared. When you look at the crumbling things, whole, literally crumbling. But yeah, the it, concrete. It's uh, the
1: facade. The facade is crumbling because the rebar that reinforces this actual structure expands and contracts, and it's causing the the facade to crack and fall. Yeah, but that's
0: scary, though. Well, you get a I'm big con- concrete on top of you. It's not going to feel so good, especially when you're driving. Uh, the Toronto music industry pushing for Later. Drinking hours in the city. They want it to extend beyond uh, 2 o'clock. Liz Sauter was on with the, uh, I believe that's her name.
1: Liz Sauter? Yeah, Liz Sauter with the uh, morning show today. And she is from a little group that calls themselves the, uh, I had it written down in front of me. The
0: buzz, we're going to shackle shackle your buzz.
1: (laughs) That's right. The, uh, she is, it's not even on my screen. Okay, it doesn't matter. She does not, she is with the
0: opposition that say, we don't like noise in our city. Everybody pipe down. Basically, she walks around with an umbrella. And if you make noise, if you're above her in her apartment building, she will bang on the ceiling. That's who she is. Have Ah, a listen. In order to have a healthy city, you need residents and other businesses so the extension of licensing is not about helping the nighttime economy. It's about helping the bars, nightclubs, and pubs. And the last time I looked, there's more than that that goes towards the economic development of our vibrant city. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of people don't even go out, Chris, you said, till about midnight. Yeah. So why stop it? Why shut her down? I don't get it. Hey, wait, if, if
1: you... On a weekend, occasionally, I'll go to bed early and I'm taking the dog for a nighttime walk yeah. around midnight. And the uh, the uh, the people and the kids and the woohoo girls are all headed out at midnight and they're getting into their cabs and their Ubers to go hit the bar. So they're not even they're not even starting that. I'm not saying they haven't started drinking. Yeah, but they're not starting drinking at the bar. Yeah, but until here's the after thing. midnight.
0: It's a city. I, w- I would much prefer a city that is, uh, you know, buzzing with activity, whether you're able to go to a bar or not, than a city that's really quiet. That creeps me out. And, and well,
1: why not just give, get, you know, give the bars the option. Some bars will decide in some neighborhoods, uh, I don't want to stay open past 11. Yeah. And others will decide I want to stay open until three. But, you know, if it makes sense to their business, they're not going to stay open if no one's there and no one's paying. And they're, they're not going to keep paying a bartender to hang around if for the one bar fly who's uh, falling asleep.
0: Speaking of businesses and good business, WestJet, they're always so great around Christmas time. Uh, They have another one of those uh, things that they do that are special to give back to the people of Canada and their clients. Uh, WestJet gave uh, Fort McMurray a Christmas miracle uh, with free tickets this weekend. Uh, This happened. uh, It's the latest thing to happen for them. Did it happen this weekend, Chris? I'm just because I'm just just getting the story now. uh, I'm
1: just seeing it right now, too. So I do not. I believe this happened over the weekend.
0: Okay. so this uh, basically they are based out of Calgary WestJet and they wanted to give back to the Fort McMurray families that were impacted by the uh, beast in May. And they called this event the Snowflake Soiree and they invited them out on Saturday night and as a gift. The company parachuted Christmas ornaments from the sky, which included free airline vouchers tucked inside. It's, you know, it's fantastic. And, you know, there are people that say, uh, residents who were at the party said, you know, anytime I talk about the nice things people have done since May, I cry. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, it's it's a horrible thing to have happen, uh, you know, as far as uh, the, the beast and, and, you know, losing everything that you know, all your property to a fire, but boy, were those people uh, basically given a massive, speaking of the guy that, giving free hugs, mm-hmm. a massive hug from that, everybody across Canada? That
1: can mean a lot, too, especially when it comes to, you know, I know WestJet, of course, they're going to give free vouchers because that's their business. But for the people of Fort McMurray, who a lot of them are from other places, you know. It, yeah, they can
0: get home. They see can their get fam- home
1: and see their families sure. at Christmas.
0: That's a nice thing to do. Um, this is interesting over the weekend. You know, it's always fun until somebody uh, puts an eye out. Uh, and this is an interesting story. Happened in um, Windsor Palace, I believe, and it involves uh, a couple of uh, recording artists and the Princess Beatrice. Yeah, that's one of uh, the kids of Fergie's children, her offspring. Um, Ed Sheeran was at a party this weekend with Princess Beatrice. I don't know if you know who Ed Sheeran is. If you don't, Jackie, we're gonna play uh, music from Ed Sheeran first. Here is Ed Sheeran. I mean, he was played everywhere last year ad nauseum. So let's pull down that. And uh, also at the party, James Blunt, who is, I think he's about a decade or two older than um, Ed Sheeran. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I think that that song actually was used as terrorism. Did you? Like they played it uh, at Guantanamo Bay over and over and over again. They did. Yeah, to torture. Yeah, to get them to speak. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. That would drive me crazy. Uh, So, what happened was B had thrown a dinner party at Royal Lodge at. it's, it's their family near Windsor Castle, their family home. Gotcha. Anyhow, she invites Ed Sheeran and James Blunt because she's a princess, right? And 20 other people. And James Blunt is a former army officer. He jokes that he'd like to become Sir James Blunt. So she gets over enthusiastic about it, grabs a ceremonial sword because you course. have one of those lying around. And she proceeds to dub him. Arise, sirloin of beef. Arise, cirrhosis of liver. Anyhow, um, she says, "Arise, Sir James." He reportedly she then she swings the blade over her shoulder. Sheeran's behind her, almost took his eye out. Literally, the guy had a gash in his uh, right in his uh, cheek, right below his eye, um, because the the end of the sword, ceremonial ceremonial sword or not, is extremely sharp. And so she cut this deep gash. He had to go to the local hospital and get it treated. And he got stitches. Apparently, she was inconsolable.
1: The princess stabbed someone again.
0: And, uh, yeah, the Duke of York was in Mexico on a trade mission. And uh, the Duchess of York, Fergie, who uh, apparently is also known to have, I guess, pulled that trick before.
1: (laughs) Is this drunken knighthood? Was not, uh, yeah. Is any of this official? No, 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 no. Okay. It's just a. Sir, I was, I no, was gonna,
0: it doesn't hold. It doesn't hold true. She I can't was, do it. I think the queen has to do it.
1: I was wondering if how, how many people were knighted. You always wonder, like all these actors and musicians are knights and they're sirs, so and so. You think, well, were they all at some drunken party?
0: You know, no. You have to. It's an official it, it thing. Has official. It has to be official. Okay. But you know what? Uh, never party with commoners. I think is the rule there. <laughs> All right. This is uh the this is incredible. I, I love this story, and I heard people knocking it earlier on. Malcolm McLaren's son, who uh, this past weekend, along with uh, a couple of friends, decided to host Burn Punk London, an event where he decided to burn a bunch of valuable punk memorabilia because his dad was the manager of the Sex Pistols, right? Uh, and he also was a massive marketer. Um, So he began the proceedings by setting an acetate copy of this song
1: ablaze.
0: And the reason why he did was uh, he decided to burn Anarchy in the U.K. days before the 40th anniversary of the record's release. And on the anniversary, then he decided to set fire to a whack of uh, memorabilia owned by his dad. Live punk recordings, which is, that's sad. Uh, They've got to have masters somewhere. Johnny Rotten's pants, uh, things like that. The collection valued at approximately $6.25 million. And uh, I think I have to say he's being slammed as this is, you know, some sort of a stunt. I think it's great. It's so punk. It it really is. It's like, what what else do you do? You just burn stuff. So what if it has value? I'm Uh, punk. I don't care. It's a pair of pants. This is what I think. This is the value I place on this.
1: Is to not place value on things.
0: Yeah. So uh, apparently, there is a London event going on, and uh, it's a, uh, an exhibition. The official Punk London exhibition is happening this year, and it's sponsored by a bunch of institutes and the British Library and the Museum of London. And I guess he's upset about it. And he said, uh, The Queen giving 2016 the year of punk her official blessing is the most frightening thing I have ever heard of talk about alternative and punk culture being appropriated by the mainstream rather than being a movement punk is like a museum piece or a tribute act so he decided to burn that i think that's so cool it's actually.
1: pretty cool but he Very fails punk. to realize that it's also a product
0: it is a product so what so
1: get something new
0: what do you mean get something get new get something
1: new if you if you're if you're upset that you're daddy's movement has become a product and become commercialized go create something new don't burn old stuff
0: yeah but i think he was making a point about what the queen said and how ridiculous it is
1: i get his point but i think that it's a little weak
0: i don't get the point of this i don't know if you've seen this yet the the footage is disturbing it's a holocaust themed ice skating routine on a russian reality tv show and they skated around to um award-winning music from life is beautiful and it was a tribute to the movie, which tells the story of a Jewish father who tries to hide his son from the horrors of the Holocaust through humor and games. Um, it was that an Italian actor? And I cannot remember his Roberto name. Roberto Benigni. Thank you. He was awesome at the Oscars. I think he won an Oscar. He climbed over the seats. Yeah, and he just climbed. The best thing I've ever seen. I, that was Punk. That was punk. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, at the end of the skating routine, they're skating around. What's offensive is they're skating around in Holocaust outfits. I kid you not. And they're smiling. They're striped, and they're... striped pajamas with stars on them, uh. and they're smiling. At the end uh, of the the routine, the male partner is being heard as is heard being shot, as the female stands alone, looking grieved.